Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Strap yourselves in for some lighthearted and wholesome fun. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Morgan Mitchell, welcome to the Doing Friends podcast, my friend. It's uh, it's been a long time in the making, and yeah. it's very special to have you in. No, I'm happy to be here. Now, how have you been? Because we've been in constant chats, and yeah. there's been a bit going on. Um, it's exciting time. Actually, it's been a really weird time with COVID. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into. But how are you? What's been news? And um, what are you up to? Um, I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> Not much, obviously, because of COVID. So this is like my first time at home in winter. I think in eight years or something. So I think, like, to be honest, I'm actually hating it. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it, but uh, this will be my first and last winter. I'm, well, not I'm, doing it again. I'm dead set struggling. I'm not even saying this, but I've been talking um, to my friends, and obviously you know, but living in Sydney mm. um, for the last couple of years and then like coming back to this weather is honestly depressing. And you don't realise yeah. how much impact the weather has on you as, like, your happiness. Yeah, 100%. And I was like to Nana the other day, who's my training partner. We all know Nana. Yes, we do. I was just like, dude, I can't wait for winter to be over. Like, we've got one more week. And this is at the start of June. She's like, you dumb idiot. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm never here. Like, it's always dark. It's depressing. And we can't do anything. So I'm just, what? Okay. There's nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, now, it sucks. Now, the first part of the show, because obviously getting on the show is a big get. You're a superstar. You're Australia's best athlete. And, and Dylan, <laughs> Not really, but let's roll with it. And Dylan's friends, you know, we, we only get the best. And we landed you, but it took me some convincing. And I had to hustle hard. I had to really hustle hard. And obviously, to get you on the show, I had to get you the Tissot watch. Now, I've come in to get you this Tissot watch, and they're a big sponsor of the show. They love the show, and they love you. Yeah. Um, I got you this watch. <laughs> and sort of I'm trying to plan this in But working it out is two questions One, you love Tissot watches Absolutely Two, have you ever sent the wrong message oh my God. To the wrong person Because I think you might have Yeah <laughs> It was you? an accident So basically I've, I've, I've hey, said, we've all been there I've said, Morgan, can you please come on the show? Can you please come on the show? Like, by the way I can get you this watch if you come on the show. And you've been like, yep, sweet. You didn't reply before that until I told you you can get the watch. And you've, lo- you've loved it. You said, yep, fantastic. Love Tissot watches. I'll come on the show. And then what happened? You've sent me a, a screenshot, screenshot of the watch that you meant to send to your boyfriend saying, I've got this watch because I'm coming on the show. No. <laughs> so the watch you sent I thought was silver. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm allergic to silver. How can you be allergic to silver? I've never heard of someone being allergic to silver before. So as a gift, for, I think it was my 18th birthday, one of my friends bought me this Tiffany & Co bracelet. And you I was don't like, like Tiffany & Co. I do love it. We love Tissot. Tissot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I put this bracelet on and the next week, I'm not joking, from my wrist to my elbow was like this full on black plague rash. And I was just like, fuck that. Chucked the bracelet away, didn't even care, never like, looked at it again. So it's actually a full hectic, it's a, it's it's a, it's a thing. I mean, if they gave me a silver watch, yeah. Wow. Well, and so that's why I went on the Tissot website yeah. and said, okay, let's see if they've got any gold. And then I was meant to send <laughs> <laughs> You know what, let's move on. I yeah, sent it to the wrong on. person. I looked like a dumbass. I looked ungrateful. I felt like I was no, being you so weren't. ungrateful. You weren't at all. You weren't at all because I love a, I love a lady who knows what she wants. And you uh, you epitomise that, which is great. Um in saying that as well, I, this isn't a tee up of anything, but have you ever sent the wrong message to the wrong person? Legit, like, have you actually done that in real life? Because I have. 
not like badly, but like you, your heart still sinks. Yeah, there was one time. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I love training. Yep. I'm a professional. I'm like you know, let, we've crossed that bridge. Yes. But there was one time before. I think it was before. What trials was it? Olympic trials. And I was so ready to just send it because, you know, I'd been locked in for a whole year. <laughs> and my coach was asking if I was ready for the final. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be there. I'll be at the track at this time, blah, 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 blah. We'll go through the race plan. I'm ready to just fuck it up. <laughs> Two minutes later, I'm messaging my coach thinking it was my friend. And I said, I can't wait to get so fucked up tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, God. I don't want to remember my first name. <laughs> and my, co- <laughs> my coach is just like, Morgan. He's like, what do you want about? Uh, yeah. I'm like, uh, as in I'm going to win. I'm going to get sl- <laughs> lactic acid. Let's just move on. We love it. Sure enough, you know, it was good. Like, he, he's Did he, very chill. Was he okay with that? He, I don't think he got it. Okay, good. Because he's older. So yes. he's kind of reading it like, oh, maybe it's just a typo. Like, yep. Yeah, typos. They happen all the time. But I remember looking back on the message like, I'm a fucking idiot. Because he obviously knows what's going to go on. It as happens. Soon as I, yeah. It, it happens. happens to the best of us. There are some horrific stories out there about the wrong messages, the wrong people. But yeah. we'll leave uh, those for them to tell. Um, now, obviously you've been keeping busy as well, you've been training. As we said, Olympics would be happening... Oh, literally in two weeks. Two weeks, which yeah. we'll touch on later. But something that I love, and I'm not joking, I genuinely love this, headlines last <coughs> month. This is fantastic, of you just going, sticking it up, the rest of them. Now... Hang on, what? <laughs> which I'm talking... Okay, talking I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. I actually it's, don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm talking about the incident that occurred with Collingwood <laughs> at the training facilities because I love yeah. this. So yeah. talk me because I – look, I'll be honest. I didn't actually understand exactly what's happened. But from my I understanding – I don't think anyone did. <laughs> okay. From my understanding, you've been training at the running track. Yeah. And then they've come and said, no, you can't do this because we're going to come train now. Mm. <laughs> how, did it, how did that actually play out? So we've been there for – we were training in lockdown for about six weeks, right? Yeah. And then we rock up and they're training. And I was like, well, we're usually – you know, there's, there's no problem. We're on the track and they're on the infield. And then the, um, security, car, the security guard comes up to Nana and I and was like, you guys have to get off. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I was like, why? <laughs> just tell me why. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, then why are you <laughs> telling me to get – isn't it your job to know? Yeah. I'm like, well, where do we sign up to train on this track? He's like, in there. I'm like, so you're trying to tell me that we need to sign up uh, for a public field. We need to sign up in a private facility where no one can get to except for one team. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, it looks like I'm training. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're waiting for the head guy to come down. They just, the guys honestly didn't seem to care because they're training. They're focusing on what they've, but yeah, they're to, doing. To confirm this and put into to, um, to a picture as well for people, it's a football ground they're training, yeah. obviously, and there's a running track around that it. That they so, don't use. Yeah. <laughs> And we thought nothing of it because it's been okay in the past. And I think I was just – I felt I feel bad looking back. We ended up running. The security guards were chasing us. That part was so funny because Nana is so quick. Watching them, like, try to stop us. Oh, man. I was like, isn't it your job to, you know, avoid, like, this from happening? Oh. Um, and then we are getting yelled at by the supporters. The news reporters were there. And I was just kind of like, look, tell us when you're training. I would not have rocked up if yeah. I knew you were training. It just comes to, for me. I was like, this just comes down to professionalism. Whatever, like you guys are professionals, we're professionals. Come out with a time slot, and we wouldn't be here. Mm. And then this one supporter, oh my God. <laughs> she's like, "You guys are nobodies. Get off the track, uh. rah, 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 let them play." I'm like, 
I'm closer to you than I'm closer to them. Yeah. Like, than I am to them. Let us, it's fine. She's like, you don't get it. I'm like, you don't get it. And everyone thought I was being cocky because I said, apparently I said I'm an Olympian and fuck off or something. And I was like, Which no, no, no. Would have been fair enough. But she asked, she's like, what do you do? I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to nah. the Olympics? <laughs> and then she's like. It's a fair flex. And then, Na- oh, I can't remember what Nana said. She's in the other room. But yeah. um, I wish we could get her out here because she said something so funny. Should that just sent this chick well, off. To be honest as well, like it is, a, it probably, like I played footy. Like it's a, it's a big sport in Australia. But it does come back to maybe thinking like footy. In, a, in an aspect like a whole thing, it is a pretty arrogant game. Like you know, it is the biggest game. They want it yeah. to be the biggest game in, in the in Australia. Oh, we're going to say the world. Well, they don't play it anywhere else. So I was just thinking <laughs> it can't be. But um, no, we all love footy. We do, but yeah. in terms of like athletes as well, like you guys are up there with two of the best female athletes in in the country. So to have that not re- like acknowledged as well is a little bit of a kick in the teeth. Like we, it would have been pretty hard to to cop, I suppose. Um, I think it was for about two minutes. Yeah, you get over. <laughs> I don't have Facebook, but like some of the comments, I just thought you guys literally like literally stack shelves at Safeway. <laughs> okay, and then I remember we did Taco Tuesday. We got a little bit drunk, and then I thought let's just call Shaq. You know, she'd heal <gasps> O'Neal. Oh, like, oh no! I was like really arrogant because you know what happens when you're drunk. You don't really care anymore. Oh, I'm I like, do. Yeah, we should ask him if he knows what AFL is. <laughs> That's sorry. Like, Can you just go back? Nah, you but can't, I didn't do that. You can't just drop. <laughs> him. You can't just drop in Shaq. There and just like leave that there because people are going to think that's a friend. You're talking about Shaquille O'Neal, like one of the yeah. biggest NBA players of all time. Yeah. Um, we're skipping forward, but <laughs> like I don't know if we should go on it now. Nah, we'll get to it because it's that's a big part of your story. <laughs> now, athletics, um, you played netballs as a young lass, yeah, I think that fits there. Um, but then transitioned in athletics. Now, mm. what's the what's the what's the transition like of that? Because I have a good question to ask, I hope, on the tr- like the difference between team sport versus yeah, individual. Yeah. So how did that happen? Um, so I obviously played both growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to be like my sister. So she was a big netball fan. I thought, I'm just going to kick her ass and I'm yep. going to make all the teams with her. Brittany? Liv, the older one. Yeah. Liv, okay. yeah. So there's another one. Okay. <laughs> there's actually nine. I thought I was so fucking cool then. Like, yeah, I, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and it got down. So it was 2012 and I saw that the 2016 Olympics had been announced in Rio. As, as Rio was the host city, sorry. And I remember being in class and I'm like, I want to go. Mm. But I was also, I wasn't running at that point. I was just playing netball. And I started track back up, made the netball state team, went to, I think it was Tassie at that time for it, for nationals, and then came back and ran in the Australian national championships as well. My first year back in four years. Mm-hmm. No one told me about world juniors. It's like the mini Olympics for 17 and 18 year olds. I get announced in the netball team for the Australian squad. And then I make the Australian team for track, but they're on at the same time. Oh, Netball, the, I remember the coach being like, yeah, world champs are in Ballarat. Yeah. Like fun. Ballarat. I'm from Ballarat, so watch your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> watch your tongue, young lady. That is offensive. Oh, God's I was, country. I was, yeah. No, no, it was God's it was country. God's like, country. Yeah. Exactly right. And then athletics, the um, head coach was like, "Oh, you're going to Barcelona? Like this is sick." Mm. And I didn't even think about netball. No, I was like, "Matt, I'm going to track because all I really wanted to do, honestly, when, as a 17 year old, I just wanted to make the Olympics for the after party." Yeah. Um, so to kind of make both teams choose one and then it just snowballed into me becoming an Olympian is pretty cool. But yeah, that was honestly the deciding factor. Like if we got to go overseas for netball, I definitely would have stayed. Yeah. But I'm sorry, as soon as you said Bella, <laughs> it's like, what are we going to do? 
<laughs> free time you get. What's that gold mining place? Don't offend me like that, please. It's fun. It's fantastic. What's and it called? It's it's called. You don't even know. It is. It's called Sovereign Hill. Sovereign okay. Hill. It's, it's, came, it's called Sovereign Hill. And a matter of fact, I'd be taking that over Barcelona any day. So. Wouldn't yeah, we all? Wouldn't we all? Um, well, look, you probably made the right decision because you've got to where you are now. Um, one thing with team sport that I've always wanted to ask um, an individual athlete is I saw this like thing, and this isn't narrowing it down at all, but I saw this thing that Daniel Ricciardo said once, and it actually like really resonated with me in terms of like individual versus team sport. He said like if the reason I chose individual sport over team sport or the reason I like it over that is because if I have a bad day and a, a shocking game in footy, right? But Kinda my like team three wins. Touches. Three touches. But exactly. 43 almost touches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but my team wins. Yeah. Like you feel good, but mm. you've actually done pretty bad. Whereas Sorry, like, I'm not laughing. <laughs> okay. It's offensive. But if I've played well, yeah. which was very rare. Stop. <laughs> very rare. But my team loses, you feel shit, but you've actually done a really good, good job. job. Yeah. Whereas like if you're an individual athlete, which you are, like if you if you rock up and you compete in a day and you run well, like you get the you get the chocolates. But mm. if you don't, you don't have anyone else to blame. Yeah. Like is that something you can relate to? Yeah, definitely. Um but I think I never really because I was competing in a team sport at such a young age, I didn't really care as much. Mm-hmm. So for me, we were very lucky though. We won every national, so it was not being arrogant, but it was like winning was normal in a sense. Oh my God, I feel so bad. But no, that's just, it 100%, was, you know, yeah, it's what yeah, it was back yeah. then. Um, but for me, it was like, yes, I get to hang out with the girls. We're like a bunch of best friends that just get to do what we love. Um, and then for me, individually, like I just get to travel the world and hopefully run fast. And if I run crap, at least I'm doing it in Spain. You know, like my mentality, because I was so young, I was just kind of like, well, whatever. Um, as long as I'm enjoying it, I didn't really care. But looking back, like what he says... Or said, sorry, Daniel Ricciardo. It does kind of make sense, really. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you have one bad race, and, and then you wish you had a team. You wish you had a team. Yeah. I suppose so. you realise you can blame someone else. Try running last. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, true. Man, true. I used to be such a bitch. <laughs> I think that's why I should just stick to the individual. <laughs> I am such a sore loser in a team environment. You need to be definitely. Like, like you yeah. need to, well, like to be, you know, an individual athlete. You need to have that sense of like. You know, like you need to want to win. Like yeah. You need that. And I think for me, like playing more of a team sport thing, like, and I, said, I don't know if this sounds weird, but like, and I don't even know if this is true, but thinking about it, like sometimes the things I enjoyed about footy the most wasn't actually winning. Like no. I it was a competitive person. Like one-on-one, yeah. I love being competitive, but it's harder to sort of have a competitive thing as a team rather than an individual. Because when it's an individual, it's personal. Yeah. When it's a team, it's like we're against you. It's a, it's a group thing. But um, yeah, smarter people can... Finish that off. Um, yeah, I was like... <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, so let's move on. Um, your events, because obviously you run. Um, am I right to say started out in 400 was your main race, yep. but now transitioned to 800? Yeah. So how did that sort of come about? Because I did little laths as a kid. Where at? Collingwood. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. So... Sick. One would say... Bit of a background. I was... Cultured in that area <laughs> of, of little athletics, yeah, I was, yeah. I loved it. I was little at, it was grassroots, <laughs> and I loved little ass. Like I loved yeah. like the sprints. I loved the long jump, triple jump, high jump. That was mm. my favorite sort of event. 
love the sprints because I, cool. if you see me play, I was blistering pace. Um, <laughs> so fast, just miss the ball every time. Just, yeah, like <laughs> it, no, it, the pace never got used to full potential because it just <laughs> yeah. almost a lot of almost sort of touches. Um, <laughs> but one thing I hated, yeah, and I'd like pretty much try and get out of because I'd feel sick with nerves was eight hundred plus. So like four hundred. I'd be okay with because I was like, look, I can do it. It's one lap. But yeah. as soon as it t- it went over and it, tr- it correlated into my career because I hated long distance, like, do you feel like your event is like nearly uh, – it is, in my opinion, yeah. the hardest event you can run, really. is 800 metres has got to be some form of, like, toughness about that. Like, 100 yeah. metres goes for 12 seconds, 10 They're to 12 very seconds. very lucky. <laughs> like, you always go what, – what do you run 800 in? Two Which flat. You? Two minutes flat, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sweat. Yeah, were you too flat? Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Um, It's a long time though when you're at like full pace. (laughs) People say two minutes isn't that long, but when you're running at a lactic stage like that, gets tough. It's It's a hard race. Yeah, three hundred to go. So why did you do? Why did? Why was the change from eight to four to eight? Um, It started like, I mean, I just felt like I had reached my peak with the four. I should have run faster in certain races. Yeah, sure, but. I just, for as hard as I was training, I remember thinking, this just isn't worth it, to be honest. Like, some of my friends are running a second and a half quicker. Um, And there also came the comparison with Kathy Freeman. There came, you know, every time you'd step out in a crop top in briefs, someone would call you fat. And it was just like, I can't win in the four. Either they love me, they hate me, they're trying to compare me to someone else. Yeah. I'm not getting any faster. I just want to either quit or try something different. And I remember I was, I remember, like, when I was little, I used to love cross-country, 1500s, so I thought... Some, I don't know how this even popped into my head at the time. I just saw Luke Matthews' mum walking in the pre-camp before Com Games and I was like, Liz, would you coach me in the eight? Because I already knew I was on the way out of the four. I just hated it. Mm. Com Games was the worst. And she's like, yeah. I was like, sick. I'm going to go on a four-month Europe trip, get smashed, and I'll see you in August. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I just thought, I don't want to quit. I want to try something else and it'll be the 800 and I just want to prove everyone wrong and yeah. get back to it. So... I think 2019 was such a good year in the fact that people were still, you know, they were attacking. Any time I stepped outside onto a track, someone had an issue with me. Really? So to finally overcome all of the negativity and actually do what we wanted our way and run too flat and make world champs, I was just like, am I allowed to say? I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, finally fucking did something because I just feel like so many people look at me and think, oh, she's got everything. She, she's fine. She yeah. just needs to grow the fuck up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a very stressful life. Yeah. Um, and I do have feelings. Like, you know what it's like being in the spotlight. People mm. don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. So, yeah, that's kind of why – that's honestly why I left. No, it's, 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 it's yeah. actually an awesome insight because mm. I think as well, like, a lot of people – and, like, I'm not in athletics. I don't know this, but I'm – like, I appreciate athletes. I appreciate sport. Yeah. People would think, oh, okay, cool. Like, the transition from four to eight is so easy. Yeah, no. But it's just like, it, so it's a completely different, different thing. Like, yeah. what were like, because I, th- I suppose in a way it would have helped you running at a pace that was quicker, but in saying that as well, like, you can't run that quick for that long, so yeah. you've got to like, more chill. <laughs> go back. Like, yeah. is it, would it be a better transition going from four to eight rather than like a 15 to an eight? Yeah, definitely, because like, I think you, you're still running fast, but it's slower than the sprint, mm. you know? So for me, I had to get like, oh, fitter. yeah, fitter. Yeah. Um, but my speed was always going to be there for the eight. Like, yeah. that's the easy part. But, you know, transitioning from 10K a week to 80, maybe 90, which is what I'm on now, mm. it took forever. And I just <laughs> – I had so many sessions where I'd vomit, I'd cry, I'd bitch, mm. I'd sook, and 
now that I've run at the top level in both events, I can definitely say the 800 is 10 times harder. It's just insane. Talk us through like, and this is going to make you feel sick already because like running, as I said, long distance was never a forte. Um, Talk us through like a session, like what you'd sort of like get done in terms of like training for a 800. Like, because you do sort of set, you do, people don't understand, like you do like longer sessions, sprint sessions, Mm. different sort of things. Like how far would you be running and what are some of the like times and stuff like that? Yeah. So for the eight, you know, like one of the hardest sessions I would do is, Three by three 300s mm-hmm. off of, I think it's a minute rest. So you just walk back to the start, go again. Fuck. Two minutes between sets. And they're all at race pace. So for me, it'd be like 44, 45. Oh. But by the ninth one, I, I usually, because I always burn my cookies early, I'm running like 50. Or <laughs> hundred, last. hundred. I always always leave it out there. Like just like yeah. hit the wall hard. Yeah. yeah. And you're running backwards. <laughs> yeah. like, um, but that's the thing. I'd love for people to just come. I think if... Yes, you get to watch the competitions, but if people could actually watch us train, then you'd understand why. How hard it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us, it's always just lactic, lactic, lactic. But then I'm trying to get fitter, so coach would make me do four to five by 1K off of a minute break. And the first time I did that, I think I got through two and a half. <laughs> and then I just cracked it. disgusting. <laughs> I was like, I'm going home, fuck this. <laughs> like, as you said then, like, if people could see what you did for one race, but yeah. in terms of the whole picture of it, because the game is the Olympics, right? Mm. So you're doing all that for one race, but then yeah. for every four years is an Olympic game. So like you're training that hard for one race. Yeah. Well, like, not, not you've yeah. got other comps. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the end That's goal the would pinnacle, be yeah. the pinnacle of that. Mm. And I suppose like on the topic of the Olympics now, like it's meant to be on. Obviously, yeah. um, it's not. But how were you tracking for that? Yeah. And then like probably one, how are you tracking for that? And like. Is the delay maybe annoying for you or is it actually like, well, look, I can actually get more work in now and get ready for next year? Yeah. I mean, we are tracking pretty well. We started off really slow, um, but my last few sessions were the fastest times I've clocked in training ever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, we're on. This is going to be a piece of cake. Um, But then when I heard of the announcement that it was going to be postponed, I think (laughs) this is sad, but I, I was probably upset for like half an hour. Um, then I realised I'm lucky enough to have gone to one already, so I know what to expect. Yes. Nana, one of my best friends, obviously, she's next door. It was her birthday in a week, so I'm like, well, looks like we're going to Sydney. <laughs> we're just going to... Yeah. Was that when we met? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it was, it okay. was her birthday. Fantastic. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, good. it was kind of like a bit of a blow, but now I just said to my coach, cool, we've got another, you know, the good old, we've got another year to get fitter, faster, stronger. And whether you're in a good position or not, it's like just take the year for what it is. People yeah. are actually dying. Like this is just a bit yeah. of running. Like, so true. So I think, yeah, when I put things into perspective, it was like, yeah, I'm sad, but just it's just running. 100%. <laughs> yeah. um, you touched on it as well, and my bad skills have just totally missed this, but the Olympics obviously in Rio. Um, <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> um, huge. Like, what a time. <laughs> what a time. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? Like what are your memories of it? Um, yeah. Obviously, back so that was when you were running the four hundred, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty that. Um, mm. How was it? Heartbreaking and awesome. Obviously, like I ran almost, a, I almost ran a PB in the heat. Then got too nervous and too excited and blew up in the semis. Um, even though I was in PB shape, and you can't explain that to people, so I just left it. I'm like, pretty funny looking back now. Like, ha ha ha. Let's laugh at Morgan, but at the same time, it eats away at me. Um, but then again, it's like our relay ran really well. We've gone. I think we, we've ended up seventh, you know, in the world, which is awesome. Ran a few PBs 
as splits. Let's just kind of look at the positives. And then I guess I <laughs> only really remember the dining hall and a little bit of the after party. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but a little bit of the after party. So you're saying once you've finished up, um, let's not better in the, the best part, like a lot of Olympics, a lot of athletes say like getting to the Olympics is a pinnacle. Like yeah. you get to compete your event. But the best thing about it also is like, being around some of the best athletes in the world. It's insane. And you probably suppose, like, once you've done your event, there's probably just a breath of fresh air just goes mm. off. You're going, like, fuck, like, at least I'm done now. Like, no matter what the result, I can let my hair down. Um, I suppose, like, after events, like, how loose does that get, like, the Olympic Village? Like, how crazy is it? Look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to my sponsors listening, I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love Adidas now. We, we love Adidas. Yeah. We love Solara. Oh, Solara. We love Clarence. We love you all. We love you. We're just trying to tick them off <laughs> yeah, before I lose good. them. No. Um, yeah, look, I've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never seen anything quite like an Olympic after party. Um, for myself, you know, I'm just going to say, I get drunk, naked or lost, whatever. <laughs> That's like the three, uh, you know, the triple threat. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> I remember I um, I don't know where I ended up in Rio, but it cost me and this um, Olympic weightlifter, this US weightlifter, sorry, two thousand dollars to get home because we got rolled by a taxi driver. Would you go to a favela or something? A favela. <laughs> the favelas. Favela. A favela. Yeah. I, I was too. I, I couldn't tell you where I ended up, but the only way I was going to get home is if I coughed up two k with this guy. And I was just like, are you? I was like, I don't know you, and you don't know me. Are we going to split it? Um, so, yeah, we did, and I finally got home. I think it was at, like, 3.30. That was the first night. And then the next night, it just, it just got progressively worse. Like, some of my friends that were there, I shouldn't say, but, yeah, there was a lot of, like, swimming competitions. <laughs> There's just the... Games. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's... Yeah, it's a lot of fun, it, yeah, because you've got to think, like, four years, you're quite strict, so once you do actually let the hair down, things just happen. I can imagine. Just say um, that. Things happen. Think, no, it sounds fantastic. Um, off the track, uh, because you are more than an athlete. You are a you are your own self, and that's what I love about you. Because that's the epitome of the show. Be yourself, and um, you're cool. I'm not gonna lie, you're pretty cool. You got the great fashion. You're looking very swag, which is a cool word that the kids like to use. Swag, dope. <laughs> that's cool. Trust me. Yeah. Um, where do you with the style? Like you've obviously got some swag tats now too. You got the whole like. The yeah. arms and like, can you talk us through like what what are some of those mean? If you're happy to, you know, divulge what 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 are some of the mean on your arms and yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, no, I they're all different. Like I had a few things growing up that had happened to me that really affected me, and mm-hmm. a lot of my tattoos mean like to be free, not listen to anyone, just go about your own path. Mm-hmm. And like my favorite one is probably the Nefertiti on my arm because that's for my mum. Is that a Egyptian? Yeah, yes. All of mine are really Egyptian inspired yeah um but yeah it's just stuff like you know she wears a male headdress to play the role of the father and the mother because she's a single mum good on her yeah she's a lover um and then like you know i've got two tps to represent me coming from a broken family and you know that i've got tats everywhere but they all do have meaning so it's kind of funny like people would ask me 23 do you like michael jordan i'm like no i actually never had a birthday party because i hated them and my 23rd was my first like that's unbelievable yeah i got a cake for once yeah I just I was never into it because I was scarred when I was ten after this one thing happened, um, that someone just took my birthday away from me essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, birthdays. I'm never doing that again. It's unreal. Um, so yeah, that's why you know. And then you tell people about the meaning, and they're like, oh, I actually really like it. 
Now you like it. Yeah. Because there's something well, behind it. I suppose, especially, and you would, I suppose this is exactly your story, but like you don't get a tattoo for someone else anyway. Like the tattoo is for you. Like it's for yeah. your story. Like you get that because it means something to you. Yeah. So and it's not for it, someone else's. Yeah. But if it doesn't, who cares? Exactly. I like it. Well, I've got a horrific <laughs> tattoo. What do you have? Oh, it's, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is it? No, I've got a toe sleeve. A pardon? A toe sleeve. As in like. A toe sleeve. Like so, something for your arm but on your toe. Yeah. Have you not seen this? This is uh, this is the, the toe oh my sleeve. God. So oh, my God. Toe sleeve here. So is that stick and poke? It's My mate did that. My mate Hal Hunter did that. It's a horrific tattoo. Um, it doesn't give him – and I've got hairy toes too. What does so JM mean? That's just my friend, James Moxon. So we all just had a few cordials one night and we got each other – Crazy what can happen when oh, you're on the cordials. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's true. It happens. And um, look – I regretted that for so long, but then now it's just a part of me and I'm like, oh, I just love it. <laughs> actually, well, it actually yeah. is a part yeah. of me, but it is a part of me now as well. So I'm all for tattoos. Like toe sleeves is something that I'm trying to bring back. Would you, <laughs> ever, would you ever be interested in getting a toe sleeve? Look, I've got a few foot tats. I don't know how you did the toe because, no, if oh. you saw how much I was sweating People don't, when I got my foot tat. Mate. It's disgusting. I, did that hurt your toe? It fucking killed. Yeah. Like it is honestly, it gives me goosebumps thinking well, about like how much it hurt. nerves and... I think I did the hardest spot that you could yeah. um, pre-tap. But look, I'm sort of done with the ink, but unless yeah. some more toe sleeves, maybe. I'm a toe sleeve. Strictly toe sleeves. <laughs> yeah. I've got ugly face. I'm not even going <laughs> to Strictly. Um, something else I love about you um, and is cool is um, you're in a documentary. Yeah. It's pretty swag. Yeah. Um, it's pretty dope. So <laughs> that was cool. Like yeah. game changers. Um Obviously, it's a, a documentary about vegan, um, becoming vegan, eating vegan food. Oh, we could talk about this forever because, like, I will chatting off air about this, and we've talked about this in the past. But I don't eat a lot of meat at all. How was it for you? How was that doco? Because that was it was pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Like, I was on my way to a race in Germany when I got a call from um, Anna Weatherlake saying James Cameron, and in my head, I'm like, yes. By the way, James Cameron, like, like Avatar. Titanic, Titanic, yeah, all the works. Something else. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the ones I yep. um, She said, yeah, he wants you in this documentary. Would you be keen? And I was just like, I don't, yes. Like, yeah. fuck, yes. I love the Titanic. It's one of my favourite movies growing up, so absolutely. Um, and then when I met the team, they're like, yeah, it might be at, you know, Sundance Film Festival. We'll just see where it goes. But you didn't have Jackie Chan, Lewis, uh, Lewis Hamilton, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that in it at the time when I shot. So, so you sort of shot, you shot it like in your... In 2016, your... straight after, straight after the after party, straight after the Olympics when straight I was starting to gain weight. And you said, I need to pay for this Uber from Ipanema to... Um, <laughs> I swear I ended up in Argentina. Okay. I'm not even joking. Good, good. It was good though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'll do that for sure. We shot for two days in LA and then over time, so this is 2016... I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And then they'd give me updates every now and then. And I was kind of like, this is not happening. Like, it's, it's not really a thing. Then that, by a, I think it was, yeah, early 2018, they're like, we want you in a small premiere in Canada. So, okay, I'll go to that. Met a few of the team, few, you know, a few of the cast members. And then by 2019, they're like, we're going to be on Netflix, iTunes, Arnold, Serena, like all these names, Chris Paul. I was like, hang on, is this the same documentary that we shot four years ago? And honestly, like, from there on, it has been the best experience ever. Yeah. Like, they did such a good job. I wasn't expecting it to be as good it's as unbelievable. it was. Yeah. yeah. And for anyone who hasn't watched it, like, and I, I don't know to get your opinion on this because, like, 
what I eat, like I don't do that because of any um, sort of, you know, like hidden agenda. Like I just mm. eat that because, like, I don't eat meat because my fiance was a vegetarian. She cooks. Like she's an incredible cook, so she'd cook all my meals. Yeah. And like I was going to a stage where she'd cook, I'd go and buy meat, add it to the dish. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, fuck. Like sometimes I'll just get tired, and I'd be like, oh, I can't be able to go and get something. I'll just eat this tonight. I'll yeah. eat this tonight. I'll eat this tonight. And then I just started feeling like incredible. Yeah, like it's hard and to I, explain. <laughs> like I just and fifty percent of that was like you feel good because you're eating. You know what you're eating. Yeah. The other fifty percent was like because you weren't doing harm yeah. to someone, and like. I hate – I don't want people to – like, I'm not – for people listening, like, it's not about you. Like, it's not about – sorry, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's just about, like, what you want to do. Like, I'm not yeah. saying, like, we're better people because we don't eat meat. And no. you're even better because you don't eat anything. But just fucking, like, maybe just do some research for yourself. It's crazy what personal choice can do to others. <laughs> exactly. It's personal cho- – it's total personal choice. And I'd yeah. never force anyone – I don't no. actually care if people eat meat. Like, mm. that's their – Thing. Um, yeah. It's a tiring fight, I think. And I think that that's why a lot of – Exactly. And I think that that's why a lot of people don't eat meat because a lot of people are, like, pretty strong on it. Mm. Like, and it, it probably turns people off and they just go, no, fuck you. Like, I'm They're immediate to judge. That's, yeah. It's always, like – sometimes people come up and be like, but your protein, this, that, the other. I was like, where did this conversation even come from? I just walked in and yeah. you're already attacking me because you must be so deeply affected. Yeah. Like, so that was very weird because I didn't want – when the documentary came out, I was like, yes, amazing. I do get to tell a part of my story. But I also didn't want all of that attention because people would try and pick apart the smallest things. Yeah, exactly. And I was 21 Oh, at the you time. ate meat three years ago. It's like, Do you okay. still miss it? I'm like, yeah. I miss, yeah, okay. I might miss this, like, the taste, I guess, but I don't miss everything that comes with it, Yeah, you know? And there are alternatives, like Beyond Burgers that taste the exact same, so I'm sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and even for, like, um... With that as well, like you, you'd be so surprised of like I'd be. I was the last person that would not eat meat. I'm telling you now, like as a foot, like just as same. a guy, like I was the last person that would eat meat. Like I'd eat meat in every single meal. Yeah. As soon as you learn that, like there is other ways to cook things that don't need meat. Like it just opens up your whole sort of like life into like yeah. everything you eat. You can actually have this exact same. Like you actually can. People go, no, you can't. But you actually can yeah, like, if you just know how to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. But again, I don't, I'm not a salesman. I'm not like this. I don't actually really ever speak about this to my mates because, like, it's just like they can do their own thing. Yeah, I'm the same with. My yeah, friends. this is how I feel. Like, this is, and I'm not doing it for a political agenda or even just. To, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would be political, but um. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> Dylan's a vegetarian. <laughs> no, but it, you're right. Like you, people straight away you tell people you don't eat meat, and they go, "Oh, you're a fucking," you know, oh, going. You I know. think it'd be harder being a male that doesn't eat meat. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because um, a lot of guys I've talked to were like, oh, but I'm so big, I'm going to lose all this weight. And, well, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's never, <laughs> it's never been a massive issue for me. Like, I <laughs> never have had the robustness to um to get through that. But I think, like, for example, like when I first started footy, they said, all you need to do is eat steaks. So I'd eat all these steaks and have, like, a really bad um, relationship with it because I'd be force-feeding so much meat that then I'd actually turn to, like, not really enjoy it. Yeah. And then – learning that, you know, you don't actually have to have that all the time and, and whatnot. But, look, people, you can do whatever you want. Um, that's yeah. fine. Something that's very cool that came out of the Game Changers stuff is obviously it's 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 a big audience, Netflix. It's a huge audience, obviously pumps up the profile. From that, other people 
watch those shows. Like, was there anything that cool that came out of that? Because I know, as we spoke about earlier, Shaq was one of those people that slid into the DMs, and that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. How did that? Ha- what, how did that happen? Yeah, he just had watched me on Game Changers. When did he reach out? Yeah, he just reached out on Instagram actually. And I was like, oh yeah, sick. Let's be friends. Like whatever. Like I didn't. Did I, you? So he followed you, and you decided what the fuck? Just or slid you, right into the into the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. What were we saying? No. Um, yeah, so we just connected real quick. Um, and But it was just so cool because there were moments where, like, you know, Pamela Anderson, who I grew up loving, followed me on Twitter. Conor hey, McGregor followed me on Twitter. Conor McGregor. Travis Barker. Like Travis I, Barker. People I love. Hector Bayerin, um, the Arsenal soccer player. Like, these names, I was just like, what the? going on like people actually watch me they've you know somehow taken that much of an interest that they're like <laughs> typing my name in on their yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is humbling but at the same time even if I tried to act super arrogant with it my family would just be like shut the fuck up like you're still the girl from yeah, Werribee <laughs> yeah but that's but that's incredible like what have mm. like so obviously Shaq we'll talk about that in a minute but in terms of the other names like you know saying Conor McGregor Pamela Anderson have you ever like Obviously, followed them back. I'm hoping. Did, was there any like correspondence that ever? You know what? I feel it's. I feel like it's that unwritten rule on social media that you just don't. Yeah. You just appreciate it for what it is, just and if take the, it in. the perfect opportunity comes up, then do it. Okay. So, like, I think for me, Pam Anderson was the biggest one because I'm like, who didn't love her as a kid, yeah. <laughs> male or female? Yeah. Oh, you know, like animal rights activist, yeah. like, really good body fit, Baywatch, whatever. Um, <laughs> But yes, but so that what that's why I haven't reached out because I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Until I might, you know, hey Pam, I'm in, I'm in LA. What are you up to? She wouldn't reply because I just know she wouldn't. She'd be like, you, you know, never I'm know. Sorry, what a freak. You never know. But you're saying the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. This could be the perfect moment. <laughs> this, Should we do it right now? <laughs> this could be the moment. What I'm putting to you is a dare, and it's a one way dare. Okay. But a one way. It's dare. a one way dare, and I want you. To send a photo of us to Shaquille O'Neal. I can call him, see if he answers. Please call him. Oh, my But what if he God. doesn't answer? No, but what if he up? does? All right. <laughs> Let me see. Big Shaq daddy. Let's try this. If I get – so one thing you need to know about me is I have an v- incredible fear of rejection. Like, I don't ask people to do stuff. If I ask you on a coffee or lunch yes. or whatever, yes. you must be very important because shit. No, it scares me. So doing this... I've got heart palpitations. Yeah, no, I, like, anyone can tell you, yeah, she doesn't... You'll never see Morgan. She's always in her room because she doesn't want to ask anyone to do anything ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just do it. So this is... I remember... Just buy him on the drunk oh, calls off. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. It's FaceTime. Holy is shit. Is that what can I look we, like with headphones? You look great. Oh, my God. I'll die if he doesn't. We'll try at the end of <laughs> It I might be but like time over oh. there. What time is it? So 6.55 at land, it'd literally be like 3 a.m. <laughs> Any bet he'll call back at 8. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not embarrassing. <laughs> Wait, I, I, part of me sort of like oh, happy he that he- on Taco Tuesday. Uh, uh, <laughs> part of me sort of happy he didn't answer because I was like, I don't even know what I would say. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, honestly, I was just like, hey. <laughs> when he calls back, I want you to try and- 
record it and we'll maybe we'll, oh yeah we'll yeah for sure yeah 100% I wish I screen recorded the one that we had the other day it was so funny because it was 3am we did call him around this so time Shaq's, he was Shaq's pretty much my friend yeah pretty much like he was meant to come to Australia hey I don't know he Actually, didn't tell apparently. me that he didn't tell me that I don't know that either moving on um <laughs> what else I suppose like in terms of Shaq Conor McGregor, all these people. What's been probably the coolest thing that's come out of it? Like, obviously, we were talking before, like the sponsorships, mm. everything that's come out of that. What's something that you just – and I know that you're obviously very modest. You don't want to pump out. But what's something else that's really cool that's come out of it all? Mm. That's a tough one because it's all – I think it's just everything that we've touched on. I think yeah. it's just experience. Like, I probably now have made a lot of contacts in America, which is nice. So I'm hoping to set myself up after I run. Would you live there? Uh, I'd say yes, but only temporarily. Like I'd yeah. do max two years before coming home. Mm. I definitely wouldn't call it home. Um, but, yeah, for me it's just like I've met some really cool people. You know, I have obviously been in a documentary the, with one of the biggest directors. I hope one day I can just be like, look, I'm poor, broke, it's pretty destitute. Good on the resume. Will you put me in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to try acting. I know I, I would suck. but Without attitude? <laughs> Come on, man. You can't be thinking like that. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Like, I, I don't know if I could just drop my personality yes, and be someone else. You know You're what I mean? You're very charismatic. You can oh, do every, whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for me it's just, I don't know, I think it's just going from an athlete to, you know, all of being able to touch on all these different avenues is just really cool, I guess. Bloody oath. And yeah. I suppose, as you just touched on then, you want to do at different avenues, but athletics obviously lasts for so long. Footy mm. lasts for so long. Sport lasts for so long. What's, what do you see that long-term plan? Like, have you even thought about transitioning out of sport at some stage down, like, you know, long down the track? Yeah. Have you got side hustles? Have you got anything that you're passionate about <laughs> outside of, outside of um, running? Yeah, so I'd like to get more into fashion design. Um, it, hopefully, if I stay with Adidas, obviously, I'd like to just jump on over to um, Germany and get that cracking. But I think I'd like to be – I don't know. I've always wanted to present the weather. Is that weird? I don't know if that's weird it's or not. not weird. But I've always no. just wanted to be like, ah, oh, Melbourne, you're burning up today. Suck shit. Stay indoors. <laughs> otherwise, you're going to die from dehydration. <laughs> Melbourne doesn't burn up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> another, so I'm not going to be a weather lady. Um, but that'd be cool. But yeah, for me, it's just like I've had all of these different opportunities. I don't really know where I want to go just yet. Yeah. But I do know I'll always be traveling. So if it's a job that can get me on a plane, then I think yeah. I'll be pretty set. So it's, it's so cool to think about because like for you as well, like how old are you? 25. 25. So young. That's very young. No, it's young. I'm I'm 27. Oh, I thought we were the same age. No. No, we're not. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Two years difference. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, it's, it's so cool to think like if I could go back like two years and like you've already got those aspirations and you've got such a good platform now, like you said, you've been in a documentary, like. It still doesn't hit me. Like the way you say it, I'm like, it's actually not that cool. No, but I'm, (laughs) I'm like bit of a freak because i love documentaries so like oh, documentaries yeah. get me up like <laughs> sorry get they get me excited i like watching documentaries hang on it's just yeah Why don't we start that again you enjoy watching documentaries because enjoy, they're very informative i like learning i'm a <laughs> learner like learning. i'm a sponge because it's i like to just suck in the information um suck jesus christ i can't um, yeah neither it's, you're a creep you're a creep i didn't say it you got a dirty mind. Um, anyway. Yeah. So I like documentaries and I watch a lot of them. But to be on one's obviously a massive, massive yeah. tick. Um, yeah. I'd love to see an Adidas collab coming I know, up. I, I know. can see that. 
Yeah. Would it be sportswear or casual? I think I'd like to do casual, but I'd also like to bring that casual element to sportswear because more people want to look cool rather than just perform well. Mm. Um, I've always been a big believer in that, that whole like look good, feel good, feel good, train good. Um, but yeah, but also I just want to meet Kanye and Pharrell and just be like, let's get something going. Even if it just means I have to bring Kanye his coffee for a year, I'd be happy with that. You, you know can what I mean? Do that. Yeah, so that's my next plan is just to hopefully like finally be like, here are my designs, take them and just run with them. So would you actually have you actually been have you started those conversations with them? Like because you're obviously with them already. You've yeah. got to, you have to deal with them and they know that that's on the cards. Yeah, so I helped with the um, I gave creative direction, should I say, to the kit last year. So mm-hmm. the racing kit that all of us the got Australian to, the Australian no, kit? no 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 the, um, the Adidas sponsored kit oh, that okay, all the yeah, international yeah. athletes run yeah. in. But there are just so many things because I'm contracted as an athlete. It's very hard to get into that world because they fear it may actually take away from my performance, even though mental health and all that, for me, it actually makes me want to run faster because going to Adidas headquarters is like, what's that movie? The one where they go to Google? Oh, the internship. That's a good movie. It's exactly like that. For me, I'm just like, this feels like family. This is awesome. This is why I want to be here. Like, I want to run and be able to, you know, help other athletes kind of look good on the track and blah, 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 blah as well, so... Something just a lot like last year to touch on. I hang on, my phone just buzz. Let me just make Holy sure. I don't know. Shit. It's probably <laughs> it's my table reservation. Okay, sorry. Fantastic. Okay, we'll <laughs> just wrap it up. Sure. We'll wrap it up. Um, basically, what you said earlier about look good, feel good. Mm. I don't think there's anything true about that. Like, if I was going into a game and you like the way you feel, you like you like the way you look, you feel good, like you're pumped up, you're ready to go. Yeah. Um. In terms of like kits and stuff like that, what do you like? What are you a fan of? What makes you feel like fast? Is what I'm saying. Because I, yeah. I had a thing with footy. Like I couldn't wear on a dry day. I'd wear white boots. Right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But on a on a on a wet day, where I knew I had to be tough, I'd wear my my black boots because really? I thought like my my dark boots like mate they brought out that toughness. Yeah. But then I felt oh, I like if I was on a dry day, I'd wear my fluoro like yeah. you know I'd wear like something that made me look feel quick. Yeah, that's sick. I did not know. That's actually cool. I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah. So you really think, of, even in footy, because it's quite limited because you have a set uniform. So your boots are like your well, personality. My boot, your boots is your personality yeah. in footy. So like going back in, you know, obviously designs come a long way at footy boots. Like every yeah. single pair in the 80s, 70s, 80s was a black pair of boots. What were your favourite? Don't say Predators. Predators? I loved the Adidas Predator. Like David so. Beckham wore. Yeah, like yeah. That was the po- – and that was the first – Huge. That was the first white boot that you were allowed to wear. Like I remember my old man because he was old school. Yeah. He was like, you're not allowed to wear white – because that was like the Larry thing. Yeah. And those David Beckham boots were like the coolest boots. They had the strap that you could like bring over. Like they were sick. Um, But athletics would probably be the same when, when you're yeah. competing for Australia. But you would wear what? What sort of shoes would you – Um. You'd have to wear what they give you? For on the Aussie team? Yeah. No, we're, we're allowed to wear our own footwear. So for me, like, I really love my – I have, like, a pair of Yeezy desert boots, which I love. Swag. Um, I just gave some Yeezys to Nana because I didn't really like the colourway, but I tried it. Yeah, I like the Yeezys. And then I'm pretty simple, like, just super courts or something. As long as they're white, I'm pretty sweet. Super court is the best shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Yeezy 500. That's sick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the Aussie team, it's funny, like – We'll wear the uniform, but I'll always make sure to try and bring some vintage Aussie kit or Adidas kit that's green and gold that I can wear around the village because they're the same colours. Yeah. Because I just like big, baggy, loose type stuff that just makes you feel comfortable. I don't yes. really like compression and because we already have to run in that shit and it's too tight. Like. It's funny you say that because, Damon, we have a, a hoodie over here. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> over there. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I should have worn. 
Oh, there it is. Here it is. We have the Dylan Friends hoodie. I got you a large because I thought you you, you like it baggy. But, but is we this a new design? This is a new new drop. I saw this. Okay, so with the Tissot thing, thank you. And a tea. Oh and my god. Because <laughs> I saw this literally maybe two days ago, and I remember thinking, "Fuck, I want that hoodie. That's actually really cool." <laughs> there it's you not go. Silver, it's navy. It's That's not. Mad. It's not silver either. It's, you won't get allergic reaction. Do you design these? I do. Like when I say design, I'm like I pick the fonts. Um, yeah, that is sick. But it's a cool. It's like a goosebump. Sort of, yeah. Sort of font. Um, you can rock so that. Ins- I, okay, I didn't ask. I don't know whether I didn't ask for this. Maybe you could do the. That's sick. Give on a shack. I mean, do you have like what is? What would <laughs> he be like? Four, five times extra. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, <laughs> Morgan, you. you've honestly been a treat. Um, <laughs> it's been fantastic to chat, and I know you're you're a very very busy woman. <laughs> Morgan, thanks so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in the Olympics. Can't wait to catch up. Chill out. Cordials post COVID. Morgan Mitchell, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. The show is produced by Dylan Buckley and Luca Ganano. Richard Stansbury looks after the audio and editing. Samuel Kenny Creative is responsible for branding and graphic design. And the show is recorded at 3AW Studios, Collins Street, Melbourne. If you would like to contact my son, head to dylanfriends.com or look me up in the white pages and I'll pass it on.